Hey, Fidelity, can I get a second opinion on stocks in the Fidelity app? With Fidelity, it's easy to get an outside opinion from independent experts in a single score. And then? When you're ready, trade U.S. stocks and ETFs with no commissions. That's right. I am always right. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity account. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. It's 8 o'clock on today. Coming up, devastated. Ukrainian cities in ruin as Russian forces attack the capital in Kyiv, where this morning the leaders of three European nations are visiting in a remarkable show of solidarity. Plus, a look at the teachers keeping classes going amid all the chaos. We're live with the latest. Then, family first, our sit down with a true trailblazer when it comes to adoption. What did you love the most about being a mom? I loved the, the curiosity, mm -hmm. you know, the, the challenges. Her unbelievable strength and resiliency and the incredible story behind her family. Plus, staying safe. With crime on the rise in communities across the country, we've got some simple steps for you and your family, from carjackings to securing your possessions, the tips you do not want to miss. And Mayo Myers. Seth Myers is live in Studio 1A with a sneak peek of his new children's book. The late night host is having some fun with a topic of fear. So get ready to laugh. Today, Tuesday, March 15th, 2022. You guys, what a beautiful crowd outside. Uh, we're going to go outside in a little bit. It's a Tuesday morning. We're so happy you're starting with us. Savannah is taking this week off for some much-needed R&R. Yes, indeed. All right. That. Let's get right to your news at 8 o'clock, guys. We're going to begin with three things to watch in Ukraine. The Red Cross says the situation in the besieged city of Maripol is now extreme. Russian forces continue to bomb that city around the clock. Hundreds of thousands have been trapped inside for two weeks with little food or water. A convoy of a few hundred cars was able to evacuate yesterday. Meantime, in a defiant show of support, the prime ministers of Poland, Slovenia, and the Czech Republic, they arrived in Kyiv this morning to meet with Ukraine's president. And that protester who held up an anti-war sign during Russia's main state-run newscast yesterday, she's been detained. The Kremlin calling the incident hooliganism. The UN Human Rights Office has called on Russia to ensure her safety. Meanwhile, as millions of Ukrainian children flee the only home they've ever known, their teachers are doing everything they can to keep classrooms going from afar, offering their students much more than just a lesson plan. NBC's Molly Hunter is in Lviv, Ukraine, for us once again with, with some stories of hope. Molly, good morning to you. Craig, good morning. That's what we all need, some stories of hope. Now, the lives of so many children have been upended, destroyed in the last three weeks. According to the UN, 1.5 million children have fled the country. That is one child every single second but teachers no matter where they are as they always do are answering the calls of their students take a look there are many ways to fight 
And across Ukraine, teachers are galvanizing their own kind of war effort. When did you and your other teachers decide, okay, we need to get the kids back into learning? We just understood that we had a lot of energy to do something for the world, just like to be involved in a common victory, you know. 23-year-old teacher Oleksandr from Kyiv says the harsh realities right now won't stop her from bringing art and Ukrainian language to her young students. Today, a few of my kids during the lesson, they just like uh, went to the window and told me, oh, sorry, we have to go to a shelter. It's not normal lesson. It's not normal. According to a Ukrainian government estimate, 379 schools have been damaged during the invasion, 59 completely destroyed by bombing and shelling. NBC's Matt Bradley visited Jatomer, where this high school was destroyed earlier this month. No children were inside. Svetlana has taught there for 27 years. Where will you go now? Where will you teach now? She says, I will stay. I will protect my children. Olena, a middle and high school literature and Ukrainian language teacher seen here before the war, is staying in the capital. I cannot serve in the army, she says, but I can teach students. And 5,000 miles away, dance teacher Nastya Lotowska is doing her part too. Nastya is in Chicago, but her students are in Ukraine. If they can just forget about the reality for 45 minutes, that's what we're going to do. Nastya was born in Ukraine and moved to the U.S. when she was four. She's helped teach at least five sessions so far and will keep it going so long as kids keep showing up. If you wouldn't know what situation that they are in, you would never, ever believe it. And that's the resilience of Ukrainian kids to be able to show up and participate and dance and smile. They bring us laughter all the time. Now, Alexandra says she's not focusing on her normal curriculum. She's actually, even for her youngest children, including some media literacy, trying to help them understand and make sense of all the information that they're getting. Craig, I'll send it back to you. Oh, Molly Hunter, we needed that one this morning. Molly Hunter, get in the V for us. Molly, thank you. The Coast Guard is trying again today to refloat a massive container ship that ran aground in the Chesapeake Bay Sunday night. The Ever Forward got stuck on the Maryland side of the bay after leaving Baltimore. Officials say it's not blocking traffic and that no injuries or damage have been reported. The ship is owned by the same company that owns the Ever Given, which got stuck in the Suez Canal last year. Now to the latest on Tom Brady's sudden return to the NFL. The star quarterback officially unretired. He's back with the Bucks. He'll be 45 years old when the new season starts, by far the oldest player in the league. But fans and even Tom's wife do not seem to mind. NBC Sam Brock joins us from Raymond James Stadium in Tampa. Hey, Sam, good morning. Hoda, good morning. One of the reasons they don't mind is after parting ways with the Patriots in 2019, the first thing Tom Brady did was deliver one of these babies here to the Tampa Bay Bucks, a ring their first in decades. The Brady effect, undeniable. Tom Brady is back, and Tampa Bay's fan base couldn't be happier. Who's your favorite player? Uh, Tom Brady. You don't have to think about that. Nope. <laughs> Days after announcing his return to football, Bucks fans are stocking up, buying Brady jerseys, autographs, even socks with the QB's face on them. I think he can play up to 50 if he, if he wants to. Who's to say he won't? Yeah, that's right. Nobody knows. Zeke Melendez and his grandson Damian traveled from California to soak up all things Brady. Wherever Brady goes, 
I go. <laughs> and when he retires for sure, I said, I don't have a quarterback. That's no longer an issue. The 44-year-old once again taking snaps under center for the Bucks. The three-time MVP also stoking the fire on an intriguing NFL offseason. Rich Eisen weighing in on Peacock. And Aaron Rodgers is coming back to Green Bay. And yeah, Russell Wilson's going over to Denver. But Tom's coming back for year 23, and that just makes it that much more interesting. Brady's announcement last month that he was calling it quits was maybe the first clue the seven-time Super Bowl champ might return. In that lengthy Instagram post, Brady didn't actually use the word retire, and days later, seemingly keeping the door open. You never say never, and... You know, at the same time, I know that I'm very, I feel very good about my decisions. Now, a wave of players and family members reacting online. Brady's wife, Giselle, writing, here we go again. Let's go, lovey. Let's go, Bucks." Titans Pro Bowl wide receiver, A.J. Brown, adding, I told y'all the game of football will have to walk away from him because he doesn't have the power to do so on his own. Up next for Brady's Bucks, free agency and the draft, and they are certainly, Hoda, a much more attractive destination now. Back to you. All right, Sam, was that a real ring, by the way, a real Super Bowl ring you had? It's not bad. It's a paperweight, <laughs> but it sure looks like a real ring. All right, All right. just wondering. All right, uh, we got the news covered. Let's get right to our morning boost. Okay, we all know what Mondays feel like. Uh -huh. You're dragging yes. yourself out of the weekend. you got to face another day or five days at work or at school. Well, four-year-old Landry King had a major case of the Mondays. He headed out to meet the school bus in Andover, Kansas, and... What happened? Oh, wait, no. Wait, plop. Wait. No, oh, I can't no. do it. I can't do it. The dramatic oh, no. preschooler suddenly leans forward. He flops back right there in the driveway. <laughs> He's done this before because the bus aide calmly comes down to fetch him. It's part of the drill. And with a few words of encouragement, there he goes on the bus. So oh, he, oh. he can deal with whatever the week has to dish out. I'm, you know what? I'm Landry on a yeah. Tuesday. I mean, he's just manifesting uh, out a lot of us. Yeah, yes. exactly. That's uh, funny. All right. Coming up next, Vicki Wynn is standing by with crime on the rise in major cities from coast to coast. Vicki is going to share some ways to protect yourself and some ways to be a little bit more aware of your surroundings. That's right after this. I live by routines, especially my same day delivery routine with shipped. Cause when Sunday rolls around, I'm not scared. I got my shopper on the way with all my favorites. Shipped, delight in every delivery. Learn more at ship.com. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
We are back 816 with today's consumer focusing on your personal safety. Yeah, we've been talking about it for a while now. FBI data showing violent crimes, including assaults and car thefts, are on the rise in cities all over the country. NBC senior consumer investigative correspondent Vicki Wynn is here, and you have some safety tips for us? Yeah, especially with what we've been seeing going on in our major cities, D.C. and New York. Mm -hmm. You've probably seen the videos of unprovoked attacks, wild carjackings. They're shocking and sometimes downright brazen. So from commuting to shopping, I spent a day with a former NYPD detective to learn some simple ways to help you avoid being a target of violence. A spate of recent violent crimes caught on tape. In Philadelphia, this man pulls a woman out of her car and takes off, leading to a wild chase that ends on foot where police finally arrest him. In Chicago, two men approach a woman and push her up against a wall. Police say they stole her belongings and ran off. In San Jose, California police say this man breaks the windows, snatches a purse from a woman sitting inside and takes off in a getaway car. FBI data shows assaults and vehicle theft have increased from 2014 to 2020. So how can you protect yourself in some everyday scenarios? I enlist the help of former NYPD detective Mike Sapraconi, who is now the president of Squad Security. So here we are in a shopping center. What do we need to be aware of? You want to be in a place close to the location you're going. And park next to a lamppost, especially during the winter when it gets dark earlier. So, Mike, I feel like a common time that you're vulnerable is when you're just getting back from the store, you're distracted, you're putting things in your car. What do we need to know here? Pay attention, look at your surroundings, put the things in your car as quickly as possible, check around, make sure there's nobody else watching you or observing you. What if someone comes up and they want my purse? Give it to them. No fighting. Don't fight, never fight. Give them your purse, let them take your purse. What should I do when it comes to my car keys? I would put them in my pocket along with your phone on your person, okay. rather than put them in the purse. Because if they snatch your purse, at least you still have a way to get out of here with your car. Cities across the country have reported spikes in violent carjackings. Watch this incident in broad daylight in the middle of New York City. Carjackings last year up 55% in New York, 63% in Minneapolis, and 85% in Philadelphia. It might sound counterintuitive, but some experts say part of the reason carjackings are increasing has to do with the fact that cars are more secure now than ever before. You've probably seen it in the movies, thieves starting a car like this. But nowadays, new cars rely on key fobs, and that makes it a lot harder for thieves to get away unless they have this. Remember to keep your car doors locked, even while driving. Mike says make sure your windows are up high enough that someone can't reach in. Mike, let's say I'm stopped and some people come up and they try to carjack me, what do I need to know? Always give them the car. Unless you have your children in the back seat or something, give them the car. It's not worth it. Mike, it's cold out. A lot of people like to warm up the car before they get in or they leave it running because they're going to go in the store real quick. What say you? No, definitely not. No, no value to doing that. It's an opportunity. When the thieves see the smoke coming, that's like a smoke alarm coming to them and saying, hey, there's a call. Let's take it. As for public transit, Mike says stay vigilant. He investigated many crimes where thieves targeted distracted riders. He says the risk starts when you enter. Be careful on the stairs, an easy place for pickpockets to snatch your valuables from behind. Vicki, I just got your phone. Your bag was wide open, you weren't paying attention, and it was so easy for me to just grab your phone out of your bag. So what should I do? Pay attention, move your bag to the front, lock your bag, and be aware of somebody walking behind you on the steps. Mike, what about this? A lot of times people are commuting, they put earbuds in. Bad idea. It, it just takes away one of your senses. You should never have something that can't let you hear everything that's going around you. 
avoid the temptation to stand near the track and pay attention to anyone coming into your personal space. You know, people have a tendency, they want to see when the train's coming, they get close to the edge. What do you say about that? Step aside, always step back. Stay six feet off the, the yellow. The yellow's there for a reason. When it's time to board, try to ride in the car with the conductor. In New York City, they always pull up to these zebra stripes. All right, Mike, so we get on the train. Where's the safest place to sit? I would always think the middle is the safest place, not by a door. Because okay. if you sit by a door, somebody can be lingering or they're watching you as the door's open and you can snatch your bag. What if the train's crowded, there's no seats? Hold the pole, get by a pole okay. in the middle of the train mm -hmm. and put your purse between your body and the pole. Oh, okay. Some good reminders to help you stay alert and safe. And a bonus tip, if you're riding public transit in most cities, sit in the front car. That's usually where mm. the train operator is located. And if you're parking at the mall, just try to find a spot near that security booth in the parking lot. It's just a little extra assurance yeah. that someone's looking out for you. So you just, gave us like 20 yeah. good tips yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. And a good refresher, you. too. Just give him yeah. the car. Give him the car. By the way, I've walked through New York <laughs> with my backpack purse. unzipped. And you know how many people tell me, oh, my God, your backpack's unzipped. Mm. Like, well, they, they I mean, I'm not out. saying there aren't lots of thieves mm. out there, but there are a ton of people who Which I'm sure a backpack isn't even the right Right. kind of purse yeah, to have. Exactly. <laughs> Great. All right. Good story there. Miss Dillon, you got a quick check of the weather. Yes, and uh, we are getting ready for a nice warm-up across most of the country. In fact, temperatures will get into the 60s along the Mid-Atlantic. We're looking at near 70 back through uh, the Appalachians. We do have some strong storms, though, possible down through Florida today, and that'll move into the Carolinas tomorrow. It will feel like spring back, back through the Plain States, but through the Cascades, we could see some snow, and that also translates to some heavy rain along the Pacific Northwest Coast. And that's your latest forecast. All right, Dylan, guess what time it is? It's the best time of the show. Let's it get is. to Let's it, go. everybody. Go, All right, first up in Popstar today, former President Barack Obama. His latest project is bringing him around the world for a new series headed to Netflix. Mr. Obama narrates and executive produces the upcoming five-part series titled Our Great National Parks. Each episode set to explore the world's most beautiful national parks and wild spaces. I mean, the That's photography great. looks amazing. Amazing. Yeah. That's, That's up your alley. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That does. It looks like a Dylan show. I'm not Our, saying he stole Earth Odyssey from <laughs> Dylan Dreyer, but he's wild child. He. <laughs> you know how Earth Odyssey and National Parks showed never in the same room at the same time. What's happening here? Our great national parks start streaming on Netflix on April 13th. Next up, Patrick Mahomes. That's right. Over the weekend, the Kansas City quarterback tied the knot with his high school sweetheart, Brittany Matthews. The couple celebrated the outdoor ceremony in Hawaii, surrounded by friends and family. And there was one photo from the weekend that's got everybody reaching for the Kleenex. It's mother of the groom, Randy Mahomes, sharing this precious throwback alongside Patrick from her own wedding day, mm. writing in the caption, wow, how time flies. Wow. My boy is married. I love wow. you always and forever. Beautiful. Isn't that nice? Beautiful. Also got Beautiful. us thinking how crazy it was that that little boy grew up to be oh, one of the stars <laughs> of the Today Show. 2021 Halloween. Look at our little boy, all grown up. I know, it's believable. Our hair makeup team, I tell you. Finally, Dwayne Johnson. We know that The Rock's got to do some serious fueling up before he hits the gym. Muscles like that don't run on coffee and granola bars. Yeah. But have you ever wondered what exactly is in one of The Rock's meals before he works out? Well, here's a pre-workout breakfast he shared on social. That's not true. No, uh, yeah, sirloin no steak, egg whites, oatmeal, papaya, no five slices of English muffins, and peanut butter and jelly. No of course, way. there's also the energy drink. All that before the sun comes up and he's in the gym. Look at that meal. Good I think it's straight up. Reminds That's me amazing. Of, uh, Michael wow. Phelps when he was swimming. You know how oh, many yeah. calories he would have to eat. All right, guys, That's it. straight ahead. It's either an extra late night or a very early morning for our friend Seth Myers. Can't wait to chat with him about his first ever children's book coming up. We'll be right back after this.
Tuesday morning, 15th of March, 2022. I've some camera time to our smiling and waving rolling spring break crowd. Uh, we love the spring breakers. This is fun. Coming up this half hour, we've got a whole heck of a lot, but we've got a really special story that's really close oh, to your home. Oh, my God. I met this incredible woman, you guys. Her name is Marjorie Margulies. So in 1970, she became the first single woman to adopt an international child. She didn't stop there. She adopted another uh, wow. child. Then she married a man who had several children. Wow. Then they had two biological children. In her home, guys, 11 children wow. in all. She was elected to Congress. Man. She's super cool. I can't wait for you to meet her. She's amazing. Sounds like the International Brady Bunch. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> can't wait to hear that yeah, discussion. Cool. All right, also ahead, a comedy king out to impress a different crowd with his latest project. Late night yeah. Seth Myers is joining us live in Studio 1A for a chat <laughs> about his first children's book, fatherhood and more looking forward to that and then we've got adam richmond here we're going to cook a little 80s food what's your yes. favorite meal from the 80s Ooh, uh, salisbury steak how about a sloppy joe oh, yes sloppy joe slop sloppy <laughs> joe <laughs> couldn't resist couldn't resist uh then a few minutes from now in the third hour of today we've got an oscar winner who's going to stop by we are going to chat with holly hunter live in studio she's going to join us to talk about the return of mr mayor and what it's like to work with Ted Danson and Tina Fey. Cool. And speaking of Academy Award winning stars, we'll have another one joining us tomorrow. Anne Hathaway will be here. We're excited to catch up with her. She's got a new series based on the rise and fall of the multi-billion dollar startup WeWork. Oh, yeah. But before we do anything else, Miss Try, how about one final check Dylan. of the weather? Go, well, Dylan. It's a, it's a nice Go forecast Dylan. to give. Go no, nobody was into Go that. We've got a nice forecast for you. So let's take a look at it. We are going to see a good amount of sunshine in the northeast. Temperatures will begin warming up as well. It also will feel like spring back through the plains. Some strong storms down along the Gulf Coast and into northern Florida today, though. And we do have some rain moving in the Pacific Northwest. It translates to mountain snow, more mountain snow tomorrow, especially across the Cascades. It's warmer than average to the Great Lakes tomorrow. Expect temperatures in the 60s and 70s and some of those strong storms will move into the Carolinas tomorrow as well. Uh, we, can we give a little plug to Off the Rails? On Yay! Today, represent Jackson wow. on the show. Represent with him. So the, the cool. kids say you guys from? Were the car, your car friends? Yes. Y'all are my car friends. I love that. <laughs> How sweet, y'all. The best kind of friends. All right. Pretty cool. And again, thanks you guys to this awesome crowd for coming out and partying with us. Coming up, we got our inspiring conversation with the first single woman in the country to adopt internationally. She opened up her heart, her home. She says there's always more love. She navigated her own career, and I guarantee what she say may stay with you. But first, this is Today on NBC. our celebration of Women's History Month. This morning, Hodakapi is sharing quite the conversation with the first unmarried American to adopt an international child. It happened back in 1970. And that is just the beginning of her story. Marjorie Margulies is a remarkable woman. She would go on to raise 11 children, take in a family of Vietnamese refugees for 25 years. Somehow, in all that chaos, she managed to become an Emmy-winning journalist, a congresswoman, and the founder of Women's Campaign International. Mm -hmm. She also happens to be Chelsea Clinton's mother-in-law and in her memoir, And How Are the Children, Marjorie opens up about the life lessons of raising a village in your own backyard. 
met her in Korea, 1970, stuck out her hand, said, how do you do? And that was the only thing she knew how to say. And how do you do? Her own yeah, English words. So sweet. In 1970, Marjorie Margulies was a successful TV reporter when an assignment brought her to Korea to do a series on adoption. She came home with a story of her own, a seven-year-old daughter named Lee Hay. Well, you were the first single female Correct. to adopt internationally right. in the United States of America. Correct. That's a big deal. I don't know. I knew I wanted to parent. I didn't know if and when I would marry. I also knew that I had done all these stories on hard to place kids. And I thought, hmm, that's something that I could do. I, I realized the challenges. I just did. But somehow Marjorie and Lee Hay made it work, maybe too well, because three years later, covering a story in Vietnam, Marjorie brought home Holly. And Holly was kind of a firecracker. Holly was impossible. She smoked. She was six years old. She was a pickpocket. And She and, smoked when she was six? Yep. She smoked cigarettes? Mm-hmm. Wow. Here you are, this intrepid reporter. You've got two young children who you're caring for. Your plate's way full, but it just wasn't full enough. People say that you just can't do it all at the same time, mm -hmm. and you can't do it with the same intensity. I didn't do it well. I mean, I just did it. I just realized that's your thing. You know what you do? You do things because your gut tells you to do them. And soon Marjorie's gut was telling her that her heart was big enough for more, way more. In 1975, she married Congressman Ed Mesvinsky, who had four daughters of his own. They would go on to have two biological children. Yet even with eight children running around, when asked to take in a family of refugees, Marjorie had one answer, let's do it. Vietnamese refugees were coming in and we were called as a family of five and they lived with us for 25 years. Wait, I need just a minute to sit with that, wow. What was dinner time like at your house when, when the whole kit and caboodle were there? I can tell you if we ever had guests, yeah. we, you know, Holly would walk in and she'd say, are we gonna adopt any of these people? <laughs> uh, it was fun. And in the middle of it all, Marjorie ran for Congress and won. She served as a Congresswoman from Pennsylvania for two years and she made it all work. Your home was described as a magic circus. Oh God! Was that is that is that about right? I uh, the circus part is right. <laughs> the, the magical is a little bit of an exaggeration. But even in a magic circus, there can be devastating heartbreak. In 2016, her beloved Holly, whom she had adopted from Vietnam, passed away from cancer. She was just 48. There's just nothing like losing a child. People who say time will will heal. Sometimes it does, but sometimes it really doesn't. But she was amazing and left an incredible uh, kind of legacy and time to remember. For now, Marjorie spends as much time as she can with Holly's two children, two of 21 grandchildren she can call hers, as well as sharing some of those grandparenting duties with former President Bill Clinton and former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton. Her son Mark is married to their daughter Chelsea. What did you love the most about being a mom? I loved the the curiosity, mm -hmm. you know, the, the challenges. I got myself to the point that I was not going to feel guilty being at work and not being with the kids, or being with the kids and not being at work. Mm -hmm. That I was going to reconcile that and understand that that's what made me, I think, a better mother. What does adoption mean? 
that means you have to keep her forever and nobody could take take her away. Ever? No. Okay, Oof. that was wow. that an incredible a story. Lot. You know, I just like know about her. I didn't either. It actually just shows you that whenever you think you've given all the love you have, yeah. mm -hmm. there's more. Mm -hmm. You know how we think, well, we have, that's all the room we have. Right. Yeah. She just totally opened my eyes. She's an amazing human being, a great mom, a great grandma, and just an incredible but person. But I love some remarkable nuggets of wisdom in there, too. Yes. Like, right. Yeah. And, right. and so humble about her home life. She's oh. like, yeah, it was, it was a Can circus. Can you imagine, imagine I mean, no. what, that was, what dinner was like at that house? Wow. She was like, oh, yeah, we, we got it all done. We want to mention, again, Marjorie Margulies. It's a memoir. It's called And How Are the Children? And, again, she's working every single day right mm -hmm. now as an advocate, so wow. she hasn't stopped. That's a great story. Yeah, she yeah. Was. She's really cool. Oh, really cool. Uh, so she's got a memoir out. Speaking of great reads, Looky, looky, who's up early or up late? We're not sure. Uh, Seth Myers, host of Late Night himself, he's here to tell us about his first ever children's book. But first, this is today on NBC. I live by routines, especially my same day delivery routine with Shipped. Because when Sunday rolls around, I'm not scared. I got my shopper on the way with all my favorites. Shipped. Delight in every delivery. Learn more at Shipped.com. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Welcome back from SNL to Late Night. Seth Meyers is a comedy genius. He also never shies away from a challenge. So now he is releasing his very first ever children's book. It's called I'm Not Scared, You're Scared. It's about a fearful bear and his best friend, the brave rabbit. And when the rabbit gets into trouble, it's up the, to the bear to find the courage to save the day. What is this little beautiful animated piece of your book? Well, Gorgeous. I didn't have anything to do with that. And yeah. I should, I really want to give a shout out to yeah. Rob Sayo Jr. who did the art because that is the, f that's the much harder part about doing one of these books is okay. drawing it. So you write comedy all the time. Sure. You write sketches and skits. Compare the writing process that you do when you have a real big event coming up that you really mm -hmm. have to sell it compared to writing this children's book. Oh, I think it's equally hard because... Yeah. Kids are terrible liars, so if they don't yeah. like a book, they can't fake it. At least the adults in your life will politely tell you something you did yeah. that was bad was better than <laughs> that. But so I knew my kids were going to read it, and I told them the story even before I started writing it. And it was it, it really important to me to write a story that kids would be engaged with. And be, fear, that's kind of the, the premise yes. here. Kids are afraid of things. Like, why did you pick that? Why was that your concept? Well, first of all, when you become a parent, yeah. you experience fear in a way you never did before. Like right? Just in general, you have these people in your life that you're responsible yeah. for, and yeah. you love more than you ever thought you could love another thing. Yeah. So you're worried for them, and then you watch them process fear. And there are things they're afraid of that you want them to not be afraid yeah. of because it's irrational. There's other things you're super happy they're afraid of, like not going to the top of a jungle gym yeah. when they're yeah. too small for it. So, you know, I think it's wrong to tell your kids don't be afraid of anything. Yeah. 
It's also wrong to tell them to be afraid of everything. So it's this book is about finding the middle. So where do you fall on the scale in real life? Forget your book for a second. When your kids I'm are jumping on the couch. I'm a terrified bear. <laughs> I'm afraid of. Afraid. I'm afraid all the time, and I'm very lucky that I'm married to a fearless rabbit, yeah. which is my wife. Yeah. And together, I think also if you have anxiety about your kids' well-being yeah. all the time, it's impossible for them not to to learn that. And you don't want them to be anxious. So I think fear is just a conversation you have with your kids. Okay. And, and maybe this book will have, help you have that conversation. But if not, it's a really good story about a bear and a rabbit. Okay. So wait, if your kids have four books to choose from. Yeah. And this is one of those four. Yeah. Which book, and you know their favorites, which book will they choose first? <laughs> they love to open with a Richard Scarry book. Oh, okay. They you do. know, like yeah. uh, Cars and Trucks and, yeah. and things that go. Yeah. Uh, and that book is, it's a tough book to get through because there's like yeah. a billion cars. <laughs> and they have seven follow-up questions about each car. I tried to write this book. I want all the parents to know. Yeah. I tried to write this book so there's no follow-up questions. I tried to answer all the questions within the text so the parent, I, I'm very angry with children's book authors who have left questions for me to answer. <laughs> do your job. Take care of it. Do yeah. you do voices when you read? They don't like it. I do. Wait, I, what? Yeah, they don't like it. They, I feel like it's very passive-aggressive criticism of me as an actor. Yeah. Or maybe they just love this voice. They just love this. It was a little bit like how when I started at SNL, I did sketches, and yeah. then at one point, Lauren said, you should just do update. I feel like that's what my kids have done to me. <laughs> you should just be you. That's like the only one that's even at all palatable to watch. I like your long hair. Are you growing it out? Look, you know, <laughs> the spring's coming. I got him. I'm kind of digging it. Yeah, 2020 fun? Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> so you're on this book tour. How, you know, how does how do you go about this right now? And sadly, it's yeah. all with uh, Zoom. I'm doing a virtual event with Judy Bloom though tonight, oh, who, you know, is one of my heroes, one of the first people who taught me to love reading. So, uh, while I wish it could be more in person, It'll still be special to talk to her. Well, we're so happy that you have this book out. And I'd love to give this to you, but who do I get the money from? <laughs> Is it the producers? <laughs> I've just been told, I've been told by other authors, don't give a book to Hoda, expecting that the money will. You know what, I'll, let's deal with it off camera. You are so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> We're going to talk more with Seth in our fourth hour. And again, the book is called I'm Not Scared. So You're get scared. the money by then. That's like two hours from now. It's, it's available now. You can buy more on our website, today.com slash shop. Also, please catch uh, Seth Late Night with Seth Meyers weeknights right here on NBC. Carson? <laughs> All right. Uh, well, Carson's cooking. He's making sloppy joes. I don't know where he is, but it's going to be good. Don't leave yet. Oh, no. We've got Adam Richmond with us. He's got sloppy joes and onion rings. But first, this is Today on NBC. And we're back at 8.51 with today's food and celebrity chef Adam Richman. You know Adam as the host of The Food That Built America. Well, now he's out with a new show, biting into the most memorable foods of an iconic decade. It's called Adam Eats the 80s. That's a great title. He's here to tell us all about it and, of course, do some throwback cooking for us. Adam, I think of the 80s. Beef stroganoff was a meal that my mother made. Mm -hmm. Classic. Like, when I think of the 80s, and that was like kind of a fancier meal, yeah. but it really sort of in, in, encapsulated like 80s food. We're going to make a classic here in a minute, but tell me more about the show. So basically, yeah, you nailed it. We looked through one of the most dynamic decades in American history through the prism of food. Everyone's done fashion and fads and 
big shoulder pads and big hair and leg warmers and Jennifer Beals off the shoulder. Yeah, flash sweatshirts. But remember, but what was the food? Because like there was hot pockets. There was the microwave. The proliferation of the microwave. So, yeah, that's exactly it. You nailed it. You had kids had agency because you had latchkey kids because you had two parents right. working. Right. You had Reagan saying you could advertise directly to children, so you had a proliferation of sugared cereals. You didn't and eat candy eggs because tie-ins. of Nancy Reagan and the drugs. Exactly. Your drugs. Right. Exactly. You had the microwave, so those latchkey kids could cook. Right. But also, you had ranchers carrying over massive debt into the 80s. They sold off beef. Beef became more expensive, so chickens started appearing on oh, that's our right. food menus. That's right. And people started pivoting, getting a few more European so flavors in there. What a great idea for a show. Thank you. What would you bring for us today? This so a- this is my version of another 80s classic, Sloppy Joe's. Uh, you saw this on the lunch menu? Mm-hmm. Sloppy Joe's? You were you like so it? excited. I think they should like this back in the day. If yeah. only. If yeah. only. Yeah. Exactly. Let's, man, Adam, start cooking like while, while we talk. Go ahead and, and we'll get it. Are you make, is this a chili? Is that what it is? Well, no, it's essentially similar to it. Not, not different than taco beef. We have some ground beef. We have some oil browning in there. You want to help me with yeah, this? Yeah, sure. So add the onion first. Okay. Yep. And what we'll do is we'll sweat that. We'll add a little pinch of salt, yeah. and we'll stir that. When the onions start getting a little bit translucent, we'll start adding in. You can swap this out Is that for an 80-20? Uh, yep, 80-20, Chuck. You could add uh, turkey. You could even do ground chorizo if you want to change the flavor mm-hmm. or a combination. There you go. Break it up with there. Yep. Once the meat starts to brown, I guess... Uh, Roughly about five minutes, we'll move on. We have um, cumin. We have, obviously, you want to add a little bit of uh, chili powder. We want to add a little bit of pepper. Um, but all the great flavors that you normally find in, like, taco seasonings. So we have some that's already cooked down. You can see it's simmering away here. So what we're going to do is how comfortable are you smashing garlic? I, I'm not, I, well, I'll do it, but how do you, how do, you do it? Okay, use so the, 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 like that? The, yeah, what you want to do mark? is, yeah, exactly. You want to make sure that it's stable. And then just okay. press. Mine's a little more violent than that. Okay. And how much do you have to break it down? Just that much. Actually, okay. you could you could break it even with your hands. The larger pieces will prevent it from burning. Do you remember Hamburger Helper? Oh, yes. oh my God. Helps your hamburger make a great Did it have these great spices or not so much? This is a very no, probably, elevated probably, okay. probably not. I'm going to guess that they didn't. So we have these spices. Go ahead. Drop it on in there. And again, we want to make sure that it, uh, it browns but not burns. Burned That's garlic good. is an awful, awful You guys are eating it. Just tell me how it is. We got two minutes left. Are there fritters in here? Yes. Well, that. that that's exactly it. So then we're also going to put in a can yep. of tomatoes okay. and all of the juice, and we want them to break up, and that's also going to get that beautiful that moisture, soupy yep. uh, exterior. So now all we right, have now our we corn chips. Yep. Exactly. Wow. So um, I had um, chili Frito pie at the Texas State Fair. Yep. Blew me away. Love it. So basically we're going to take the uh, sort of sloppy Joe mixture yep. and we'll layer it on top of this. The best way to do it is just sort of dot it, spread it out. We have a pound of cheese. I mean, you can eat this as a separate appetizer. Oh, yeah. This is yeah, this, this is going is, on the sandwich. This is just joy. Yes, is absolutely. Yes. This is, yeah. This it's a time have, warp when you eat that, right? Oh you go God. back to the 80s, that, the, that mm, flavor, right? And then it's elevated with the onion. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So then we'll put a little bit on the sandwich oh, and we'll top it. it with sliced avocado. Oh, see, it's fancy. You got the pickled onions. Exactly. Some mm. pickled red onions, which you could, you could buy them. You could make them super easily. Yeah, this is not the sloppy joe we had. It. No, 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 no this is not your cafeteria sloppy joe. Oh, my gosh. We gotta get to these onion rings. We gotta get to the onion rings. Okay, we gotta get to the onion rings. Okay, so they're outstanding. Okay, so really simple uh, smoked uh, smoked paprika onion rings. Mm -hmm. Now it may look like a lot of smoked paprika. It's a very strong flavor, but it actually it's infused in the egg, in the panko, in the flour, and when it cooks, it actually gets a little sweeter. So yeah, I didn't know. Like the best onion ring I've ever had. That's the secret. It's so thin. 
Yeah. It's so crunchy. That's huge. So we I got Vidalia onions, super sweet. We're going to use fair. a mandolin so it always comes out in level. And I like the, using the guide because you can see, first of all, you're always going to get a uniform slice. Okay. But also, you're going to protect your fingers. Yeah. So then what you want to do with any breading station, you go one flour to egg, the other hand egg to breadcrumb. So you can take the, the right hand, I guess, will go flour. Yep. To the egg. Oh gosh, this is so good. Because if you don't, you'll end It is incredible. Yeah. Best really? onion ring ever. You no, know, you get an onion ring and the onion compliment. immediately comes, yeah. it falls yeah. apart. Yeah. That's exactly and it's thick and it's just, you don't really it's want that. Right. What kind of oil are you using? All so you want to make salt. sure you use um, any kind of oil with a high smoke point. I prefer peanut. Keep talking, guys. Hits Do me a favor, degrees. check out the show. It's fantastic. Oh my God. With a, a great chicken franchise, and of course, you can find all the recipes at today.com slash food. Adam Eats the 80s. Fantastic. And the food that built America on the History Channel. Thank you. My pleasure. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com.